Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, church. Hey there, Global. Hope you're doing well. My name's Andy, and it's so good that you're tuning in again. No matter what part of the world you're in, and whether you power global or even if you believe in Jesus, yeah, it is so good that you're here with us today. And uh, my name's Andy, just to explain a bit about me, I'm married to my wife Anna, we've been married for 12 years almost, and uh, and we've got four kids. We've got uh, three boys, one girl, and uh, I forget all the ages, but I know our eldest is Caleb, who's seven, almost turning eight, and then our youngest is Rosie, and she's almost six months, I can't believe it. And, you know, I look at our life and things are, they're just full. And not not just because of having kids, but I mean full in the sense of like, just everything is at times bustling over. Don't get me wrong, there are times where I'm pulling my hair out and uh, all sorts of things go on. If any of them's got a family, you know what it's like. It can look all right at times, but other times it looks like chaos uh, is raining, no matter what you do. Uh, but we, we also, we have businesses that we're involved in. We're, we're involved in children's nurseries. We're also involved in holiday let properties. And, uh, but we are passionate about the church. We're passionate about building church because about 15 years ago, I came along to a church service and it blew my mind. It was global. And I remember hearing that word and I remember listening to things that I'd, I'd never heard before. I'd maybe been to church, I'd heard messages, but all of a sudden things start to make sense. So here at Global, we're trying our best to make sure that whether you're completely new to having heard anything about God, Christianity, faith, Jesus, that hopefully today you'll get something from this message. Well, I want to carry on from really the last few weeks. Uh, if you haven't heard them, don't worry too much. You'll get something today. If, um, if, you, if you want to listen to them, you can, though. It's on YouTube. You can look back at the other weeks and uh, I promise you, you'll get something from it. But I want to carry on from the, the theme of the Easter message. You know what Jesus did at the cross 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away. And last week we were talking about that God wants to put a new picture in your mind. You know, what do you see right now when you look to the future? What do you see when you look at your life? Do you have a hope for the future? Or do you think, I've just got to get by, I've just got to exist where possible. And if tomorrow is a little bit better, then that would be good. But I'm not counting on that. You know, God wants to put a new picture into your thinking. And the reason I'm passionate about, I guess, this idea of a picture or a vision, sometimes we talk about dreams, you know, because essentially it's something that we can see in our mind's eye that gives us hope for the future. And I want to tell you today, Jesus wants to give you a hope for your future. Even if you don't believe in him right now, he wants to give you a hope. Why? Because he is a gracious and generous God. He wants to pour in. He's not waiting for you to get the pass mark and then suddenly he's going to start working or, or, or acting on your behalf. No, he is acting right now for you in your life. But I want us to open up our eyes to be able to see and perceive, perceive what God is doing right now in your world. You know, we, we're so used to seeing pictures all around us. Just think, uh, you know, whether it's on the internet, whether it's driving around town and we see billboards or we see uh, bus stops with adverts on, you know, I live right next door to a McDonald's and when I see those golden arches, do you know what happens? I get hungry. And, and the fact that it's so near, I know where to go. <laughs> I can see the picture and I start drifting towards it. And it's not good for my health, but I know it is good to get, alleviate the hunger in my belly. But you know what? 
It's when I see the picture that I realise I'm hungry. It's when I see that advert on the internet for something, I don't know what it might be, and all of a sudden thinking, oh yeah, maybe it's a new watch or a new phone, and all of a sudden I start looking at the pictures, I start looking at the reviews, I start looking, and before I know it, I bought it, and I haven't actually bought it, but I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna buy it, and then, before, and that, and then my, my button's clicking, buy now. I don't know about you, but Amazon, it's, just, it's so easy now to just see something and then buy it. You know, we, 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 you know the whole world is trying to bombard us with pictures, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on TV or the internet. They're trying to say, look at this, look at the magazines that you're reading. Your life should look like this, and why? Because we want you to buy this product. But God wants to give you a picture not because he wants to cause you to buy something. He wants to give you life and life in all its fullness. You know, most other pictures are there to elicit a response, a call to action. And in one sense, God wants to call you to act. He wants you to call to, you to believe in him. But it's not going to cost you in the same way that a business wants you to, to, you know, to pull out your pocket, put in your card details and press buy. But God wants to give you a new picture. He wants to give you a new hope. And right now, you might really struggle to see that there's hope for tomorrow, let alone next week or next year. And if that's the case, I want to encourage you. I want to invite you right now. Ask God for help right now where you are. As you're listening to this message, just say, God, give me help. Help me to see something brighter for the future. I don't want to stay in this place. And as I've said earlier, even if you don't yet believe in Jesus, I believe God will want to turn up right now and do a miracle in your thinking. He wants to deposit some hope, some light, a new picture into your mind of what the future could look like. And I I guess, you know, because I believe that when we can see that picture, we start to experience that reality. You know when it's like when you look back on your holiday snaps. I mean, for me, it's a good few years back now due to the pandemic. But when I look back on some of those pictures, I'm there. I start to feel, oh, I can feel the sunshine on my face. I can enjoy that pint that was in my hand or, or the kids smiling at the camera and being so well behaved because I think as parents, we all know that's not always the case. The picture that, that we take is not the, the reality we're always living. But when I look back at that picture, or maybe when the kids were so young and they look so peaceful when they're asleep, I'm like, that is so nice and it feels so good because I'm being brought back to that moment when we see those pictures of good times, it can bring us back and we, we can literally experience those very same emotions we had, even though we're not on the beach or we're not in the pub or the restaurant with the glass of wine. But just looking at it, that's the power of a picture because the picture helps us to taste and experience something of that reality, even if that reality has not yet happened. You know, God uses pictures to help us move from where we are into the new. God gave a picture to Moses of of a promised land that the Israelites should live in, not a land where they're being enslaved by the Egyptians, but a land where they'd be free. And right now, that could be a picture of being in a job that you don't like. And God wants to give you a new picture of being free. It might even be starting a business on your own. It might be being self-employed. Or it might be free to explore other career paths. He wants to give you a picture right now of a better future. Because when you see that better future, that's what helps give you the fuel to move forward. It's not when someone says you have to, you ought, you must. It's when we see something that we desire, that we move forward, that we go through the battles and the challenges and and maybe even overcome the fears. Because at the end of the day, it's fear that stops us from moving. I just want to read a scripture. In fact, it's it's the scripture, Psalm 34, where taste and see 
that the Lord is good. Because when we see the picture, I believe we can experience God's goodness when we when we start to live within that picture. And this scripture, let me just read it from the start. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It's a little bit more older in terms of the language, but I just think the words are so powerful. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Let me just put a bit of context in this this psalm, it's, it's like a song or a poem that was written by King David. But in fact, it was at a time before he was pronounced king over Israel. And in fact, he had just been thrown from the king's court. He was serving the current king at the time, King Saul. But then Saul was getting jealous and envious of, of the anointing that was on David's life. So even when God's with you, sometimes things are going in reverse. You're thinking, but if God's with me, it's all going to just be plain sailing. No, because it's an enemy. And God wants to sometimes allow things into our life to test us. And at this moment, God was allowing, the, the, you know, things to happen to David where it wasn't understandable. It was uncertain why he was being thrust away from the king's court, King Saul. And instead, he had to go to a foreign land. And in that foreign land, there was a king and he was nervous about what was going to go on because it was really it was an enemy of Israel. And this king knew that David had led people into battle and slain tens of thousands because of his military victories and conquests. So David there going almost alone thinking, what am I going to do? What does he do? He pretends to act like a wild man, frothing at the mouth, acting insane because he's trying to protect and make sure that this king doesn't think I've got one of the mighty warriors of Israel. I can now execute him and get rid of him. He's almost trying to find a way out. It didn't look like this is what should have happened if I'm a believer of Jesus? Not that there was Jesus back then, but I, I, he believed in God Almighty. And yet he was in this moment of distress and uncertainty. But he writes this psalm after this moment in time. And he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It's amazing. His circumstances, situation are totally looking like they're against him. The Israelites, the king are against him. They're out to try and kill him. And then he's being forced into enemy territory. Who's likely going to try and kill him as well. But he says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's a powerful tool. If you want to see God turn up in your life, keep praising continually, no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstances, because breakthrough is going to be coming. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. As you seek God today, as you seek, as you invite him just for help, give me help for tomorrow. Give me hope for the future. He is going to come. He hears you. And the next line says, and delivered me from all my fears. You know, when I was talking about when we see that picture, we want to move towards it. It is fear so often that holds us from moving towards it. It's fear of change. So many of us, we want change. Of course, we want to have a better life. Of course, we want to have a better future. But we are fearful of what that is involved when we start to make those changes to enter in. But God will deliver you from all your fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. As we look to God, we will not need to feel shame. We will not need to feel that stuff drops off us because we realise the power of God and how big he is. This poor man cried out, maybe today you're poor, maybe not poor in finances, but poor in spirit. You're feeling at the end of yourself and the Lord heard him. That's it again. He hears you when you cry out and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamp encamps all around those who fear him and 
delivers them. You know, that fear is not referencing like a fear of like a scary, you know, God who's here to hurt you. It's talking about a fear of respect and awe and wonder, which is just almost reverence of just flipping heck. This is the creator of the universe. You know, this isn't just my, my bezzy mate down the road. But it says, the, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. So it's not just God, it's his angels that will encamp around you as you look to God in awe and those angels will deliver you. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. It's like your, your desires, your, your, your need for satisfaction and significance and security are met as we start to look to him. There's no want, there's no... And I'm not saying that we have measly small lives and that's why we have no want. And I'm talking about, no, we can have huge lives, but we're not, we're not striving for more because we're desperate to keep climbing. We're just, we're on receive for the bigness and the abundance that God wants to pour in. But we're not, we don't feel inadequate in what we've got, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little, you know, we know that we are strong in, in God. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, the, the, the passage. Um, and really, that's just a bit of an intro to what I wanted to get to, because while we've talked about seeing a new picture for your life, I guess I also want to talk about hearing. You know, what are you hearing? And you know, so often we can declare in our mind, even if we see a picture, even if we see and we have, have a vision for the future, we can start to declare over our life, in our mind, it, it can't be for me. It's not for me. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. That, that must be something else. That's for them, not for me. And all of a sudden, we, we start to nullify the work that God's wanting to do in your life, into doing your, that he's doing right now in your heart. You know, so who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What voices are you receiving into your mind? Because who you listen to is so important. Someone said, I don't know who it is, but show me your friends and I'll show you a future. Because those that you surround yourself with, they, they will influence you so much because of what you hear from them regularly, day in, day out. The community that you're a part of, the communities, you know, your work community, your family, your social communities. These are such powerful things because we hear from these people. We often adopt the same beliefs you know, it's, it's why we have the phrase birds of a feather flock together, which is great when the bird is maybe an eagle. But when you start flocking together with the chickens, you start to behave and sound like a chicken. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've realized this, but, you know, you see it in school as we grow up. You know, there's certain groupings of people and, and we move towards the grouping that we feel most comfortable with because that's where we find acceptance. But then we start to adopt the like the the cultural norms of that group. We might change our hairstyle or change the way we dress. I mean, I love it with young kids and youth and, and young girls. You just see them and they they've almost all wearing the same outfit. Or they've all got their hair in the same style. It's like it's amazing because they're all looking and thinking that's it. That's that. That's what we believe in. But it's because they've been listening to the same voices. There's nothing. It's not intrinsically wrong because it's but it's good to know who you're listening to. And right now, I want to just carry on the scripture that um, we originally were, well, were on about in, John, in John's gospel, where Jesus being resurrected, he reveals himself to the disciples. 
And, and on this third occasion, it's in John chapter 21, it's, it's just fishing. That's what it's titled. I love this. It says, after this, Jesus appeared to the disciples, this time at the Tiberias Sea, the Sea of Galilee. And this is how he did it. <laughs> Simon Peter and Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, Cana and Galilee, the brothers Zebedee and two other disciples were together. I feel sorry for those two. They didn't even get the names referenced. Everyone else gets, you know, name and address. They just get the two others. Simon Peter announced, I'm going fishing. I love that. You know, he's just like, I've had enough of this. Like my mind is going crazy. It's like Jesus revealed himself twice now. But what is, you can still see they're still trying to figure out what is happening. It's not like they've been given the plan, the action plan from the general. And then, oh, brilliant, bish bash boss. It's like, God's, he's back. He's, he's risen from the grave. But what does this all mean? And so he says, I'm going fishing because I think it's almost like I know what to do when I'm fishing. He, they were fishermen, you see. They're going back to what they're familiar with. They're going back to what they're used to. You get comfort going back to some of those things. The rest of them replied, we're going with you. Do you know what? People need a leader. And in global, we believe powerfully in leadership. One of our values is love life. And it, within that is leading, living, learning and loving. But leading is so powerful. Simon Peter is just saying, I'm going. And then the others, they gather together saying, yeah, we're going with you. They went out and got in the boat, but they caught nothing that night. You know, so often, you know, we do need a leader to take us from where we are. And right now, I want to say in Britain, we have a funny idea about leadership. So often we're pulling against uh, the politicians or the leaders, whether it's the, you know, the police or the authorities. And I know that there have been mistakes, there have been crimes that have been committed by, by people in power. But we've built up a picture of that power or people in high up in, in influence I could often not to be trusted. It might be in business. We have a very negative view of people running business. You, you only have to watch the Hollywood films. You know, all the James Bond is generally the evil villain is a businessman, a multi, multi-billion gazillionaire, and therefore must be evil. But you know what? We have an aversion, especially in Britain, about power and people in authority. But we need people to lead. And we, you know, the Bible talks very clearly about leadership. Make it a joy for your leaders. Pray for your leaders. Pray right now for the people in power that they make great decisions because those decisions will affect us. But let's pray that they make great decisions. But, but as, as, as people that have been led, we need leaders. Left to our own devices, we think that's what I want. I don't want anyone to influence my life. I just want to be me. But you know what? We need people to take us out from where we are. A great leader will take us where we don't want to go sometimes because they have a greater vision for what the future would look like if we go through and, and, and leave from where we are now. God, the greatest leader, he's leading us out from what we think is the nice, safe confines of our current reality and saying, no, 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 no. There is something greater. There is something bigger. It's scary where, where you're going, but where, when you get there and when, as you start going, you're going to realize something so much more about yourself. You were built for more. You were built for greatness because you were made in my image. It's so profound that God looks at us and we are created in his image, in his likeness. He calls us to see dreams and to see visions and to move towards it, to create things. The Genesis mandate is go out, take dominion, subdue the land, multiply, be successful. And we're called as God's children to do that. Not in some sort of gung-ho, like, you know, look at me. But no, just in the confidence of like, I'm creating God's image. 
I don't need to fear what comes against me or what comes, what opposes me. But as, let me get back to the scripture. You know, so, so Simon Peter, he's leading. They caught, but they caught nothing that night. And when the sun came up, Jesus was standing on the beach, but they didn't recognize him. Again, you know, the, their mind is just filled with so many things. They don't instantly recognize who he is. But Jesus spoke to them saying, good morning. Did you catch anything for breakfast? They answered, no. There's not much they had to say. It was, it was a failure of a night. The fishermen, they didn't really work. It, it didn't work the business that they were in. You know, and when you're in business and it's not working, you do feel disheartened. But he said, throw the net off the right side of the boat and see what happens. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. You got the fisherman in the boat and you got this stranger on the beach. And you're thinking, why would they listen to a stranger? But you know what? They're just thinking in this moment while God's moving, while we've seen God move. I wonder, I wonder if there's something in it. And you can imagine, you, you know, if someone's in a trade, they know their trade. And if, you know, people I speak to, if you, you don't really, we don't like it when people say, oh, this is how you should run your, your business. Because it's like, hold on, this is, this is my business. I've been training for this. I've been doing this for years. There's a bit of pride that kind of kicks in. We don't like people giving us feedback and telling us what to do. But right now, the disciples are on a boat and someone on the beach is saying, try on the other side. It sounds ridiculous, as if fish are going to stop swimming underneath the boat to the other side. And, and actually, they've been there all night. But where you've been going, it's been the wrong side. But they did what he said. All of a sudden, there were so many fish in it, they weren't strong enough to pull it in. I mean, there was a good number of disciples on this boat. I've lost track of how many. Um, but they couldn't pull the catch in. It was that heavy. Then the disciple, the disciples, sorry, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the master. It's the master. When Simon Peter realized that it was the master, he threw on some clothes for he was stripped for work and dove into the sea. The other disciples came in by boat for they weren't far from land, a hundred yards or so, pulling along the net full of fish. When they got out of the boat, they saw, they, they, they saw a fire laid with fish and bread cooking on it. Jesus said, bring some of the fish you've just caught. I love that. So cool. It's like he knows that they've just brought in a massive catch, but he's got the fire ready. He's put the kettle on. He's got the, 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 the stove is on. The bacon is ready to go in. Not that they would have had bacon back then. Sam Peter joined them and pulled the net to shore. 153 big fish. And even with all those fish, the net didn't rip. That in itself. It is a miracle because that 153 fish, it wasn't just for breakfast. I don't think any man could eat that much. It was, it was money. It was their harvest. It was the, the resource. They just pulled in the equivalent of a big contract just because they listened to Jesus. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Because when Jesus is speaking, he can tell us to do something. And, and for us, it doesn't always make complete sense but just something as simple from fishing on one side to the other. It's a world of difference. It's from failure to success. And that's the power of Jesus' word when he's speaking. And God right now is wanting to speak into your world, into your situation, into your life. You know, these passages in the Bible, they're for you. They're not just a religious text that we reference. It's for you. It's for you to get hope and to believe that God right now wants to speak into your life. He's not looking to give you a Bible study. He's, he's wanting to help you to taste and see, to experience the goodness of God. Because you know what? We, so many of us, we need resources. We need money. And so that's why Jesus spent a lot of his time here on earth 
talking about money. You might not know that, but Jesus, he didn't just talk about heaven or prayer. In fact, he talked more about money than either of those two things. Jesus said, breakfast is ready. Not one of the disciples dared ask, who are you? They knew it was the master. I mean, even there, Jesus is just getting it all ready. He's creating the atmosphere. He's creating the environment for people to just receive, for people to experience something phenomenal. You know, Jesus, he wants to impact your life where it matters. He wants to scratch where you have got an itch. And whether that's a lack of finances, whether that's where relationships are broken down, he wants to give you a new picture and he wants to speak into your situation. He wants to speak into your life. So again, my first point, I'll rattle through these is, who are you listening to? Because your best friends, your family, your colleagues at work, your university mates, you know, they, they, they can be great people. But we need to consider, are they the right people to be listening to? You know, are they the ones that are going to feed us the, 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 what we need to help us move forward in our life? You know, are you listening to the news every day? I mean, the news is great. We need to get updated. We need to be informed. It's, it's healthy. It's good. But so often the news is just coming from a negative point of view. I don't think I've ever turned on the news and heard a good or a success story. But in global, we're passionate about talking about the good stories that are going on in the life of the church or in the communities. Because so often we're used to hearing the negative. Yet there might be these problems that we're facing, but we've had breakthrough. I want us to have a, have a good, healthy input of just the good that is going on. And, you know, what about the magazines that you read or the Internet sites, the blogs, the podcasts, maybe the armchair critics, the guy that you hang out on a Friday night with a pint? You know, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Because who you listen to directly influences what you think about. Who you listen to completely impacts the results and the life that you're going to live. You know, we, we don't always appreciate how influenced we are by the people around us and by the voices that we listen to. Because the most important voice really is the voice inside your head. Why? Because it's there 24 seven. <laughs> Even when we're sleeping, our mind can torture us with like the experience from yesterday that we just messed up. Or maybe it's the worry of tomorrow, an interview or a project or a deadline. Our mind is constantly talking, talking, talking at us. But, um, but so how, how do you handle that, the, 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 the pressures that your mind brings to your life? You know, who are you listening to? Maybe you're even thinking, I, I've, I've just had to turn off. I'm not even listening anymore. You know, are you conscious? You just think, I, actually, I don't think I am listening to anyone. You, you've, you've, you've just become like, uh, just null or, 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 or kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you just don't feel anymore that you are hearing anything. It's just life is passing you by. It's a bit glazed over. And yet it might go in one ear, but it just comes out the other. And maybe today you're hearing this and there's a part of you that's just, it's glazed over. I want to say, wake up, wake up. Because there's a moment where maybe sit up right where you sat right now. Maybe just say, God, help me to just wake up and just blow the cobwebs out of my mind. Because if you can listen to what I'm saying, if you can listen to what God's trying to bring to you right now, something will happen in your world. I'm convinced because I know because he's done it for me. He's done it for so many people in the church. And I, and I know that he wants to do it right now in your life. My second point is, what have you heard recently that shaped who you are? You know, as we grow up, whether it's parents, family, you know, the, the teachers, the education system around us, 
you know, even if it's last night and someone's making a joke and we hear the jokes, but it's always a put down. It's always laughing at how lazy you are or how like late you are or how you could never get your act together. And it's a giggle. We have a laugh and we all have a bit of banter. But sometimes you and I know that those words and those jokes and those comments, they can hurt. And not, it's not just the hurt, it's the fact that it changes how you now see your life. All those little things start to add up till you build up a picture of who you are that says, I could never do much more with my life. I could never step out from where I am. Do you know what? There's no point even trying to get up and be on time because that's just who I am. There's no point to try and go for something new because it's just not going to work out. I've heard, I've replayed those messages in my mind so many times. I just want to give up. Who have you heard from recently that shaped who you are? You know, it's, it's, it's that voice in your mind. It's, it's, it can be an absolute torture. It can be our greatest asset or it can be the greatest, essentially that demon that holds us back. But who you listen to will start to impact on how you think. I don't want to talk about your think, your thoughts yet because that may well be a, a something for a future week. But I want to move on to my last point, which is you can play a new song. You can hear a new voice. You can listen to a new soundtrack for your life because it's the voice of your maker, the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Holy Spirit that wants to speak right now into your life. And you can hear him when you read the Bible. As you listen to me and I'm bringing some of the scriptures and we're unpacking them together, but you can do the same as you just pick up the Bible. Right now, if you're not sure where to start, look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. It's the first name, books of the Bible, kind of two thirds of the way through. Start there, start opening it up and start reading it with a new eye, with, with, with new ears to hear. Because you start to, to hear it. Because these words are not just words on a piece of paper. It's the living word. It's active. It, it's, it's breathing right now as you read it. It's not like a novel or any other book out there. It, 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 within those words, there is power because God's word is power. It talks about God's word does not return void. You know, as, as I speak out, it will not return void. I believe right now it is impacting your life. You, you know, we don't always appreciate when we go for a shower that we, we get clean, but we do it every day. And, and, and in the same way as we keep engaging or reading the Bible, even listening to it, there's an app called, uh, I think it's Bible, uh, it makes obvious, just search the Bible app or something like that. And you can listen to parts of the scripture. If you don't like reading, listen to it. It's, it's, it's powerful because it starts to wash over our thinking. It starts to wash over and start to heal parts of our mind. We start to get a new picture of who God is. And I'm not talking about brainwashing. No, I'm talking about the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth coming in and ministering. Because, you know, when we hear things from other people, we're hearing part truths. We're hearing, you know, that there is problems in the world when the news gives a news story. There's usually a grain of truth in it. But the thing is, we often hear just one side of it. We don't always have the whole picture. We hear the fear because fear sells, you know, worry. People want to hear to it and listen to it more because there's something that's engaging about it. <laughs> you know, it's funny that, you know, really, I think humanity needs reassurance. But so often the media almost gives the opposite. But, you know, God wants to reassure you right now. But the enemy, he wants you to be scared. He, I mean, it says that the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. You know, Satan, the deceiver. From the very beginning, the Garden of Eden, he deceived God's word. He perverted it. He brought the truth that God said and just changed it slightly and spoke to Eve. And right now he's doing the same thing where he wants to pervert the truth. He wants to pervert and just twist, just change, alter just enough. 
that it goes under the radar. Because if, if it was an absolute fragrant lie, you just think, I'm not going to believe that. That'd be too obvious. But it's subtle. It's deceiving. It's, it's hidden. And that's so often how the enemy operates. And yet God has given us the power to receive the truth, to receive his living word and for it to come to our heart and to outwork itself in our life. It's amazing. So um, I've, 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 I'm running out of time. So look, I'm going to, I need to bring it to a close. But I recommend, you know, consider the voices. Consider who are you listening to. Consider, you know, the, how your life and the different people that you've heard to date has shaped the way that you live right now because you've heard their voices and then they've created an identity for you that maybe is not your identity. And why don't you invite God's word into your life? Why don't you pick up the Bible? Why don't you listen to the Bible? Why don't you listen every week to Global? Listen, get into a community with the church. You know, we have connect groups in different cities throughout Britain. We're looking to start new churches all the time throughout the world. Get in contact if you're looking or you're interested in starting a church. But if you're looking for community, that's such a good thing. But a community that's built or it's looking, it's, it's, it's purpose about how to experience and get God's word into our heart, and into our life, and then be able to outwork it. Because it's not just the hit. I'm getting into another preach. So look, every week we give people an opportunity, an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And in one sense, if I was to use the, the theme of this talk, I'd say, you know, why don't you stop listening to the voices inside your head? Stop listening to some of the communities and the people that you associate with. Why don't you start listening to God? What God's got to say for you? I just had a few scriptures I wanted to drop in, you know, truths that maybe you yourself, you could listen to on repeat. Because it's not just one time that you sometimes need to hear these truths. It's, it's, it's a few times where it starts to really, um, you know, get into your soul. Here's just one for you. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's in Psalm 37 uh, verse 4. Another one that's just really powerful is, Surely your, God, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Psalm 23. The Psalms are a brilliant place to go, no matter what you're going through in life, because they are, they're so easy to get hold of. But those truths, you can just repeat every morning, every night when you go to bed, when you're facing the challenges, and just start listening to God's word. Let it come in. Let it come into your life. Let it come into your word. So if we can just bow our heads, close our eyes for a moment. Lord, I ask that you'll be with each and every one of us as we go out this week. Lord, that your word will start to land and start to really impact our heart and in our soul and our thinking more than it ever has done. That we can taste and see and experience the goodness of God. Lord, I want to pray that if we have been listening to voices that have been pulling us down, I pray now by the power of your spirit that we will not be under the power of the enemy. That we will not be just listening to the voices of negativity, of criticism, of doubt, of fear, of worry. But instead, we're going to start listening to your voice. We're going to start listening to your word and what your word has to say about our life. If that's you today, I just want to encourage you to, to say a prayer, get in contact. Please uh, don't let this moment pass you by. You know, God is, is wanting to weave you into his kingdom, weave you into his community, into his church, because we need to do this together. None of us are superman or superwoman. We need the church. We need one another to help us 
build straight and build strong on God's word, God's way. That's plenty from me, but I hope that you, you can tune in, join us next week. And uh, of course, you know, if you've got anything that you want to find out more about Global, drop us an email and we'll be in touch. Take care and have a great week. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 